welcome to the pod. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs. A podcast about two gay idiots learning to own and operate their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. I did it. (laughs) Welcome back. um, Season five, episode two, we have Blue in the house, a human design specialist and business coach. Hello. Hello, hello, Blue. Hello, hello. It's been a minute since we've had uh, a guest and it feels pretty good. We went good. we went a little off the rails in season four and just like decided to contain our chaotic energy just to each other. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, what is what what are the rails for? You know, right? if, if you talk to Andrew They're more guidelines than... about the, about the rails, he would say, give those trains some roller skates. <laughs> God. All right. Niche. Uh, we really are developing our own language here. Um, okay, no, cool. I, so the deep theater nerds know. Um, the, yeah. But all right. Yeah, we um, we're going to bring tarot time a little bit into the introduction here because um, Anna and I had a very strange experience yesterday of like we were uh, we were chatting yesterday and Anna asked me to pull a, a tarot card for her which is a fairly regular occurrence and I pulled a card for her from a deck um and it was the three of pentacles and then I went to go do my daily readings and I have a few different decks that I pull from and why is it that the first card I pulled from a completely different deck was the three of pentacles and then Less than an hour later, Anna shows me a card that she pulled from her deck, and it was the, only the Three of I Pentacles. <laughs> the only card she pulled that day, the Three of Pentacles. So, and um, yeah, the moral of that story is codependency. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I think you know. Well, I think it's great. Me, I feel like me and Kayleen are very codependent, um, but like in a good way. Yeah, like we it's wake not... up every morning and we zoom and we work out together and we eat our breakfast together, and it's good. And maybe there's another word for that, you know, that isn't codependency, but companionship. It's deeper than that. No, because yeah. like if we miss a day, we're both fucked. <laughs> I think we have we have I don't think that's necessarily true. I think if we mm. missed multiple days, that would that would rock us. But I think we've both had days where we're like, yo, I can't work out this morning and then the other person does what they're yeah. gonna do. And Yeah, no, it's true. But But yeah, still. so the three of pentacles, if anyone doesn't know, which is like the three of coin, that's like it is it is um I don't know. I think my favorite version of that card is like uh, three pentacles forming a triangle as a base of a mountain. Mm. Um, I think that the three of pentacles is about aligning yourself with people who can teach you things and vice versa and creating strong foundations um, more than anything else. It definitely could be reinterpreted as codependency if that's what you want. But I think it's more about like, uh, yeah, just like figuring out who you need to align yourself with to become well, something stronger. Be, you know what? I feel like align, I feel like that word is overused. So let's replace it with codependent. Okay. I think that word is overused. You're just wanting to reclaim Brene, codependency Brene for Brown. the queers. What did she do? She does vulnerability. Oh, she, vulnerability That's, and codependency. 
who, who did the codependency? Why is that's that? been around for forever. That's just been, that's just like relationship, toxic relationship psychology stuff. I'm going to form toxic habits for a little bit. Okay. To make me a better person. <laughs> Bold. Honestly, I feel like with my, like, walking four miles a day, I feel like I'm kind of codependent on that. Like, if I don't do it, I get a little zany. You know? I don't know if that's codependent, just to have habits. <laughs> what you're describing is just having habits. I know, but then if you miss them, then you get, like, you know? Yeah. The, the, the microchip is compromised. Blue, do you have a, any relationship to tarot? I do. I actually have also a daily yeah. card pulling practice. I pull tarot and oracle. Yeah. So... Yeah. And okay. So, Do you have ever have a uh, strange synchronicities like that where the I mean, I've definitely had cards that like show up for me like repeatedly like in a period of time but never like the same card from three different decks within an yeah, hour. Yeah, I I usually do like um if a card really wants my attention, it'll be in the daily poll for like 3 days straight. <laughs> And just be like, yeah, okay. I've clearly that. you <laughs> haven't listened to me. So I'll just show up again until you get the message. And I'm like, what is the message? Mm-hmm. And the card's like three, three, three. You should, you should just know. They're like, they're like, yeah. don't you know? <laughs> like, clearly, if you, if you have to ask. Yeah. God. Like I, I forget the deck <laughs> that I use so for um, my Oracle stuff, but I've actually gotten the transformation mm-hmm. card like every day this week. And I'm just like, what is transforming? Like, can you just, mm. can you just tell me? Yeah. I'm like, anytime I get like death or transformation, I'm like, haven't I been through enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't I? Have I transformed enough this year? My favorite is like when I pull like something like the death card and I'll be like, okay, can I get a clarifier? And Uh then the the tower will come out and it's like, oh, thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Love it. Yeah, great. Cool. Thanks. Um, Yeah, well, but then it did find out that there is kind of like an aspect at play because Anna and I were talking this morning and there's probably going to be a circumstance coming up where unexpectedly I'm going to need her in a professional way to like if if basically there is like a potential hurricane in the Gulf right now and I have and if it hits if it hits the Gulf South, it's going to hit on my busiest event weekend of the year which is October 1. So, which, even if it doesn't, if it hits New Orleans, fuck me. Um, If it doesn't, uh, I'm gonna lose a photographer for a very important wedding because she is a hurricane correspondent in her real job. (laughs) And so, Anna might need to come in and save the day for me. and it's very kismet because me and Kayleen have been talking about like when I'm gonna come. Because um, mm-hmm. actually, y'all are catching me on moving day. I'm putting all of my stuff in a rental car and coming to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so I was like thinking, I was like, you know what? No rush. Let me just like, let me just do it at the end of the month like a normal person. Because um, I was thinking about going like about like a week earlier or a week later. And then, but my intuition was like, no, earlier than later, earlier than later. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then, um, yeah, I I told Kayleen I like ignored it and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna come at the end of the month. And then I was like, fuck no, I had a dream. I was like, I'm coming at the beginning and it's very interesting because the circumstance with you, like I'll uh-huh. be there to like help out with that if needed. And then if I was waiting until the end of the month, then I would be mm. in weather. 
Regardless. That's exactly, which is like exactly what happened last year where you were supposed to stay with me mm-hmm. for the entire month of September and then days before you were supposed to get here, Hurricane Ida hit and we lost mm-hmm. power for like 20 days. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. So I, I honestly at this point, like and my intuition is just like, yes, do it now. I just, I can't even like say no because it's been yeah. like, it's just like super spooky at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Beautiful. Anyway, yeah, uh, transitions. Let's, let's um, okay, cool. So, tarot. well, that okay. yeah. That said, let's see what I pull uh, on the call. Um, if it's the three of pentacles again, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Oh my gosh. Well, blue, have you? Have, is it the recent pull you've been doing? Yeah. So I pull like um. I do tarot and I like to do threes. So I do like mm-hmm. the daily card, an action okay. card, and then I always do the bottom of the deck energy. I yeah, because like I feel yeah. like the bottom of the deck is so underrated. It gives like the undertone of like, here's just something to like look towards, you know? Um, I really mm. like to do that too, especially when I'm giving readings to mm. other people because not everyone tells you no one really ever tells you the full scope of what's going on. Um, So to kind of like be like, okay, well, what's the underlying circumstance that's like influencing Mm. this situation? Um, Yeah, I agree that the underside of the deck is super powerful. I love that. I like the idea of doing an action card too, instead of just being like, what's the vibe? But yeah, I always feel like it's nice to get like a general tone of the day, but I always think like, okay, Mm -hmm. now what? (laughs) What can I do with it? And the action card has to give it a little bit more direction for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is good. We're coming off an eight of swords. Yeah. This is what we'd like to follow the story of the cards through a season. And last week we pulled Mm -hmm. eight of swords. Um, so, so how we get out of it? How do we? How do we yeah. So this is for the collective and for us, and this is going to be coming out um, about a week or so into Libra Fun. season. So yeah, we have the hangman. Yeah, which is interesting because the Eight of Swords, I feel like that has some um, thematic mm-hmm. tie-ins with the Eight of Swords mm-hmm. in that it is, it is about knowing when to be still. But this is much more of your own volition than it is of feeling as if you are, like, trapped by outside forces. Mm-hmm. I love the mm-hmm. Hanged Man. The Hanged Man always reminds me that it's important to look at something from a different perspective, I think, when that's coming, when that one comes up. It's like, what can you, what situation are you in or what moment are you in in your life right now that would be, uh, that would it would benefit you to kind of flip it on its head mm-hmm. um, or to look at it from a different perspective or a different um, outlook. Yeah. To me, the hanged uh, one also it, represents like a reminder for curiosity, like almost with the sense of like mm-hmm. the fool, but it's more direct. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. The hanged man is the fool a little bit further down mm-hmm. the path. Um where he's had a little bit more experience, but he's still, um, he's still, like, not, he still has, like, beginner curiosity, and so he's not afraid to, like, get out there on the branch and, like, put himself out there. Uh, It is also, I think, an important reminder to, like, uh, pause when you need to. Uh, Sometimes 
the perspective that we need can like can only come through when we like slow down and be still um it's hard to get like an objective sense of things when we're busy and rushing all the time um which I think is something I need a reminder of because I am like very go, 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 go. Um, and sometimes if you don't listen to that, your body will just do mm-hmm. it for you. <laughs> It'll just yeah. slam on the brakes for you and then you don't really have a choice. Yeah. I feel like it can go either way for me. I feel like honestly when I get it, I'm like kind of like, okay, what is it? Yeah. I feel like that's one of them that I usually play, pull like a clarifier right. for because I'm like, okay, a new perspective how. Because like to me, it can kind of be like a rug pull sometimes, like a like the yeah. tower. Yeah. Or it can be like, oh, we're gonna make you like we're, we're gonna, gonna make cu- you we're gonna hit the brakes down. on your on on your mm-hmm. plans. Well, um, we're gonna make you think differently. Or if, since we're talking about the power of the bottom of the deck, the bottom of the deck was the nine of cups, oh, which is see? a card that I yeah, love baby. a lot. That's such yeah. That's my favorite card mm. in the whole deck. Yeah, I think that's a great little indicator. This is kind of like take take a minute to pause because I think also nine of Go cups is, is about like is about taking time to celebrate your successes um, and not just mm. move it and moving immediately on to the next thing once you've achieved a goal. Um, so yeah, take some time to like look at things from a different perspective, rest, um, see what you can discover in stillness. And then also like, don't be afraid to celebrate yourself and spread that wealth and gratitude around. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. All right. It's time for the main dish. All right, everybody. Welcome to the main dish. Today, we have a guest, Blue Cameron in the house. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, So so stoked to have blue on found them on the old tiktok um and just really really loved their their energy about how they interpret human design for specifically entrepreneurs and kind of using said design to structure your life and all these other modalities that are really focused more on embodiment versus knowledge um yeah Blue, if you want to give like, us a brief i feel like we are both intro who are of yourself very interested in human design but don't know a lot about it and i think our listeners are kind of the same so if you have yeah. like uh human design 101 <laughs> yeah totally and i love that human design's having a moment right now like i'm right. here for it even though there girl. are some things that uh annoy me about how uh-huh. other people interpret it. <laughs> we can get into just, that too. <laughs> just diving into the spice. Um, but yeah, but I, so I found human design, I want to say I've been like consciously in the experiment uh, for the last like two years. And it was so interesting because I've always been into astrology. Um, and that was my first kind of introduction into like the esoterics and all these different tools. And through like my own kind of business journey. That's what led me to finding human design. So I have always kind of like worked for myself. I was a freelancer, a sex educator, a business coach for sex educators. And then I I did really well in my previous business. And then I really burnt out and crashed and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was a lot. So it was about that time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So it was around that time that I found human design and everything kind of started to click like these pieces of myself that I was always aware of, but like didn't necessarily have a language for human design helped me to like put a language to that. And it helped me to contextualize like what I was doing and just different aspects of my, even my natal chart that I wanted to embody moving forward too. So I really like how my interpretation of these systems, it's not so much about like teaching people what they are, because there's plenty of resources online. Like you, you can definitely Google and you can be like, what is human design to learn like the history and like the context of things, right? But I'm really interested in helping people to embody and like decipher and decode this information to fit their lives. And particularly around like how to use it to actually live and embody your purpose is like really where I find like this work to be super interesting because there's so many different ways that you can interpret that and to also like live it. Like what does it mean to like, you know, live not just as a projector, but like as somebody who has like a life's work gate of like, I don't know, gate 34 or something like that's such a different context. And then also how do you bring in these different elements from your needle chart as well, embodying like your midheaven, your, uh, your rising sign, like all these different factors, not just into your life, but also like your business. And I just, I just find it so endlessly fascinating. And also I love mostly that this allows me to be super nosy. <laughs> like I yes. love diving into people's charts and being like, Ooh, this is giving me Ooh. all the tea. So, <laughs> uh-huh. um, where did human design come from? Like, is there a creator behind it? Like, like a one specific person or is it something more like astrology where it's just developed over time? Yeah. So human design is like a mix of different systems, including astrology. And it's, Mm. it's a little like controversial, right? Because essentially human design was, it was channeled by a white guy. (laughs) Like he was on, he was tripping y'all and he heard some voices and these voices were like hey (laughs) like humans need this system i'm gonna tell you what the system is like i need you to go out and share it and that's what he did so there's there's some people who are like human design is a cult don't follow it don't like it don't need it yeah those don't have to be a post those don't have to be ideas that flow it like it can be a cult and it can be something that we buy into yeah (laughs) and i mean like all cults not and not to like, yeah. yeah and not You've to like go there, enough but cults, like, you know, the United States is a cult. Facebook, you know, so yeah. it's like, mm. oh yeah, plastic. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we're all in a plastic cult anyway. You know, like it's like yeah. we're just, all a part of it. I just think cult, that it's so. interesting because, anyway. like, for me, I find a lot of use out of it. So I think it is important to like be conscious of like the history and where things come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also if you find use in it right and are able to take your own interpretations then like I think that that's more helpful than just being like "Mm, I'm gonna write this off completely right yeah knowing where it comes from can help you like apply a critical lens but it doesn't mean that you have to like write it off I think yeah in all things is is kind of important yeah exactly and there there are so many people that are doing really interesting work within human design like I'm thinking especially of like BIPOC folks who are taking like mm-hmm. the histories of this and like interpreting it in their own ways um, and are filling in a lot of gaps 
where like our communities weren't always able to do so or weren't always like you know supported and like processing in new ways so it's just like I don't know I find it really helpful so I use it as one of the many modalities in my business but I also don't make it like a vocal point in my business if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like I, I don't have a human design business, (laughs) you know, I have a consulting business. I have a coaching business. I don't have a human design business. And I think for me, that's kind of like where that line is. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's say like for perhaps a listener who, uh, is interested in human design, pulls their chart, um, can be very overwhelming. Like I feel like the first few times I did it, I was just kind of like, okay, well, that's a lot of information. And it wasn't until like a mutual friend of mine and Anna's uh, kind of did a little bit like who knew a little bit more looked at our charts. Uh-huh. We have one very particular thing in common. He was which ooh, is like, yeah. what is it? Um, the right ang- cross of service. The I left can't remember. Angle. Oh, is it the left or the right? Ooh. I think it's the left angle yeah, cross we of both service. Have that placement. And that is that so was interesting. Like, yeah. Um, well, our friend who like kind of got us into it was very psychic, um, and very just like very out there, probably yeah. like one of the most out mm. there people like either of us Where, know. Yeah, he just came up to <laughs> and then we were just like looking at it, and then it just keep kept like mm-hmm. manifesting, you know what I mean? And I was yeah, just like, he oh, said that we well, were this the keeps same like checking out. Um, that is so funny <laughs> when he looked at our chart. <laughs> Uh, our charts but anyway so if there's someone what is what is what are the things to like if you're first looking at your chart to like really focus on yeah okay so this is super fun because I feel like I have this conversation all the time with folks and I'm always like ignore the chart (laughs) which is really spicy because I so here's my thing right like you said when you look at your human design chart which by the way there's there's a million and one like places you can generate your chart for freeze Mm -hmm. right there's so much information and human design can be as complex as you make it. So I always advise people to kind of ignore the chart. Like don't look at all the boxes and bubbles and stuff because that's going to lead you down the rabbit hole. Instead, when you're first learning about it, I always advise people to just focus on like the text that's above it. Specifically, like what what is your type, right? And you can... There, there are five different types, so it's not... Mm. I also want to say this, too, because I've seen this around. Like, it's not a personality test. I don't know where that kind of came from. Like, people, people are love, like... But people love, like, categorizing themselves. Yeah. It's, the, it's it BuzzFeed. Test. BuzzFeed did to us. We need to know what no, kind of teacup we are. I think it goes back further. I think it was Seventeen Magazine. It was... Or yeah. kind of Cosmo. Or Cosmo and Girl. All those, like, all those, little, all those little quizzes that we mm-hmm. would take... In those magazines when we were preteens. True, true. But yeah, it's not a personality test. BuzzFeed didn't invent the wheel. Yeah, it's like if you're a projector, you're you're always going to be a projector, you know. And there's no like bad type to. I don't know why. Like it breaks my heart when I see that. But anyway, there are five different types you can be: a reflector, projector, manifester, manifesting generator, or a generator. Mm -hmm. And that's where you want to focus first. Like which of these five types are you? Because that's really going to help direct the way that you are able to both take in and express energy. And then once you have your type, each type has a strategy and an authority. 
So this is really important because this is like basically how you disperse that energy, how you process information and like our best design to make decisions. So this is really, really helpful if you're somebody that's like, I always kind of feel lost and like don't really know like where to go or like how to make decisions. Your human design chart can literally be like a roadmap to like, okay, this is how you can like go through this process of making these really big decisions of like, where do I live? What do I want to do? Like, what's my life purpose? So your the way I kind of break it down is like your authority is like the process of like how you lead, like how you walk through making decisions. So for example, I'm a reflector, which is like about one to 2% of the population. It's like the rarest type, mm. not to flex, but to flex. And, <laughs> That's a flex. And they're also really easy to decipher because on your chart, like, all the boxes, none of them will be colored in. That's how you know your reflector. So reflectors are also the only lunar types. All the other types are kind of ruled by, I guess, ruled by the sun, right? Um, And reflectors are the only ones that have lunar authority. So this means that my process of decision-making is like super different from all the other types. I follow more of a 28-day cycle, and it takes Mm -hmm. me a bit longer to kind of land on things because... I'm sampling all the kind of different possibilities, right? So I need a lot of time typically, especially if I'm making a really big decision. Uh, This isn't, I wouldn't apply this to like day to day, like wait 28 days to figure out what you're having for lunch. But like (laughs) you're making a big decision, like considering moving to a new city, give yourself at least a month to like walk through the different possibilities to like see different things, talk to different people, all of that. Um, and then that kind of goes into the strategy and the strategy is like the how of like how you go from like the idea to making a concrete decision. So the strategy itself with a lunar authority is waiting 28 days, right? So it's about 28 days when you're first getting started. But once you kind of have a hang, a hang on your strategy and authority and you really practice, then depending on the situation, like it could take you like sooner, right? Because you learn what your own unique um, process looks like, you know how to like what lunar cycle or what part of the lunar cycle is best for you to be making those decisions. And like for some, you can be, you can even get to a point where it can be like, oh, okay, I know that I can wait until the full moon and I'll have the most clarity on something mm. that I'm chewing on. So it's like that. So All of that, TLDR, (laughs) is when you're first starting out, focus on your type, your strategy, and your authority. That is like the foundation of human design. And it's really going to help make everything else about your chart so much easier to understand and to actually live out. But also, if you don't want to dive into anything else, all you really need to know is your type, your strategy, and your authority. So, yeah. Yeah. Anne is a projector, and I'm a manifesting generator. Ooh. Hang, 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 hang. <laughs> no, that's you. I'm Me. chill. I love I'm it. the chill one. Anne takes <laughs> naps all the time. I do. I love it. It's nice. I, too, so. take many naps. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the French side of my family, so. <laughs> I mean, naps are fine. Like, they're so... They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I've, I realize I need a lot of um, acti- I need I need to have like daily movement, or things get. Wild. Yeah. So it's it's so interesting too because um, 
a mutual of mine on Twitter, Tarot by Bronx. Um, I love Tarot by Bronx. We love Tarot by Bronx. It's so funny. My brother Tara, actually yeah, just I'm at my friend's regular. house right now who introduced me to Tarot by Bronx. And uh, so, okay, you, you know what I learned Bronx. from Tarot by Bronx? Yes. Me and Kanye West have the same fucking human design. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I love this series. Like, I don't know if you saw that on YouTube, but it's just mm-hmm. like a whole like <laughs> projector Kanye West analysis. And I'm like, oh, especially like- right now. Like, <laughs> they, they just made a tweet to you about um, when when projectors are just like you're not invited and you just keep talking, you'll just get kicked out. <laughs> so don't do that. I'm like, oh, this is a whole masterclass of what not to do. Oh, yeah, ridiculous it's so funny my okay, brother oh. just like texted me one of their tiktok videos and was like because we were um my brother's a libra and i was just like roasting him uh-huh. <laughs> and they were do. like Easy. oh yeah i saw this video and it made me think of you i was like oh that's my mutual so anyway i bring that yeah. up to say they had a really good tweet about naps and i was like i'm already here for this and how if you're a non-energy type so if you're a reflector a projector um, or a manifester, then you do, you probably do better with taking naps because you need that time to rest and replenish throughout the day, especially. Like you're not really designed to like work for eight straight hours or to like just not have a break, you know? Um, Whereas if you are an energy center or you have one um, like a manning gen or a generator, then it's like more important for you to use your energy throughout the day and then have a really restful sleep. Because if you have like leftover energy by the end of the day, you're just like, you're not really going to be well rested because you haven't used anything up. I've struggled with like at different points in my life, like uh, not being able to sleep through the night and Mm -hmm. just having like getting up randomly multiple times. And I feel like if I, if I'm like regularly like working out or going on walks and things like that, that happens a lot less. I sleep through the the night a lot better. And I think especially for like folks that have energy types, so like Manny Jens and generators specifically, it's like, you also want to make sure that you're not just doing things just to do it. Like you want to mm-hmm. be using your endless energy to be building up the things that light you up. Right. Um, so that it is more like satisfying for you when you get to those periods of like, it's the end of the day. I feel good about what it is that I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is not to not say not like the other types wheels. should just like be yeah. bullshitting, but like, just <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit easier for us to like navigate that through like short bursts of like building or concentrating on something that we love because we know that like, okay, we can have like the space to rest in between. Yeah. But I think especially like if you're somebody that's like, that has that solar energy and can go, 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 it can be really easy to like ignore those signs or to feel like, Oh, I can just keep going. I don't need Mm -hmm. to like really think about the work that I'm doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Would you say that this is, like, one of the more effective ways, like, for, for, pe- for people who are entrepreneurs, it, like, uh-huh. is structure, using your human design to, like, structure mm-hmm. your day, is that, like, one of the more important things of, like, how to apply human design to your business? Absolutely, or, yeah. yeah. So, I would say that that's, like, one of the foundational ways that you can start, like, or practically start using design Mm -hmm. in your day-to-day life as an entrepreneur, right? So once you know, like, what type you are, your strategy and your authority, you can start to play around with it in different ways. 
and definitely like planning out and structuring your day, your week, how you are best able to tackle like big tasks, right? And also think about um, what kind of support you may need. So if you're a non-energy type, you know that you need a lot of spaciousness for rest um, because that's going to help you be the most productive and the most satisfied in your work. Okay, that also means that like you can start to plan out for like where you can bring in additional support so that you can have that rest and relaxation and not feel like you need to be on 24-7, right? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And then other ways that you can apply it as well as even in like marketing, content creation, like literally every aspect of your business, even just thinking about like, um, I use like offer creation as an example, right? So for me, I know that like, all right, I'm not really somebody that does best as a reflector with like, mm, I probably just can't like get a download and just go like straightforward. Like, like, you know how some people Mm. do like, Oh, 24 hour flash sale in the Instagram stories that never does well for me <laughs> because that's, it's, that's yeah. my process. It's, it's just, <laughs> it never works out for me because I just need that time to really sit in and like make a decision on something. And then once I land on that decision, then I can go from like hair to, oh no, tortoise to hair, <laughs> go yeah. from like, all right, I'm going slow. And then now I can like go at lightning speed. Cause I feel like that's also like a big misconception. People think that like reflectors are just, we're just very slow. And I'm like, we're not, we no, just, it just need to like you need time to percolate. Yeah, exactly. And then once we know where we're going, it's like lightning out here, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So, and then for you, if you're somebody that's, you know, let's say you're a manifester, right? You're somebody that's like, you're really here to like share the wisdom that you, that comes to you and you don't need to necessarily wait or go through some sort of um, process of making sure that that's the right idea for you. Then you might do better with um, some sort of offer that allows you to like share that wisdom directly with your people rather than like building up to it if that makes sense. So like something like one-on-one coaching is really great, I think for all the types, but especially like maybe a 24 hour like coaching or consulting offer, right? Where somebody can sign up and they can literally just like hang out with you on Boxer for 24 hours and you can just like respond directly to the downloads that they're giving you or the questions they're prompting you with as a manifester. I think that would be really, really great to play around with. Mm. Does the manifester have a, uh, energy center or is that, did I say that right? Yeah. So all the types except for reflectors will have defined energy center. So Def- all okay. in the human design, solar chart, energy. I know I gotta, <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm not like losing folks that are listening. So in the human design right. chart, there are nine different energy centers. They're either going to be white or gray, meaning that they're undefined, which means that you have like inconsistent energy access so sometimes you'll have access to that energy and sometimes Mm. you won't or they can be colored in which means that it's defined and that means that you always have access to that particular energy center right so all the human design types except for reflectors will have at least one uh energy center that is defined um but that's really going to depend on your unique chart so it might be um yeah, it might be one energy center for one person or it might be another for another one. It just, it really depends, but you'll always be able to tell looking at your chart if it's colored in or not. 
if it's white or gray, then it's undefined. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I just, I feel like I can tell, like, even how, like, um, surface level, I know you blue, uh, and then just like my basic understanding of like reflectors, I can really see um, like everybody's processes kind of like I am splenic defined. Mm. And so I will just go mm-hmm. and everybody thinks like, oh, my God, you're so spontaneous. I'm like, no, I just know. Yeah. You know, I'm just like I'm really quick. And then if it fucks up, it fucks up. Kayleen has like so much energy can just like for mm-hmm. like just go and I'm just like all right yeah and then I goes. hit a wall that's and when I go, you like <laughs> yeah you hit that slump but yeah mm-hmm. I'm sacral and then so it's blue, also a lot of like intuition you made a tiktok the other day that I really think it's important to like talk about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also I'm kind of seeing it as like a more reflector process of like taking a break like a very intentional break from tiktok to decide if you actually want to be there or not whoa i'm on a tiktok break right now Ooh, okay yeah i i'm coming out of my little breaky break um yeah i took a break initially because of the hurricane Mm, i was just getting like so much so like night like 80 90 of the tiktoks i were getting were like people in distress like in Ooh. flooding homes yeah. and i just came off of hurricane ida last mm-hmm. year and i was like i can't i can't i can't see this absolutely so i deleted it and then also then discovered that i was getting way more productive and getting a lot more done so <laughs> i just haven't thought? reinstalled it yet <laughs> i was like wow i'm really checking things off um, yeah so. it's for me it was it was definitely not that though like I couldn't be on I think there was one day like our power was just out all day so I was just like oh okay I'll just I'll read mm. and that's all I did and then the power came back mm-hmm. on I'm like oh, okay I guess I'll cook now yeah <laughs> it's just it's nice. something I can do now yeah. um but yeah mine was more like I really was feeling overwhelmed so one of my open centers is my head center right and if you have Mm -hmm. an undefined head center you're more likely to be just like influenced by all the different ideas around you so it's probably like you're probably more affected by like uh endlessly scrolling like on social media right i don't know why i was like flicking like my i was like pretend scrolling like y'all can see Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so i found myself just like really like impacted by that and i was feeling a lot of pressure to like be everywhere all at once and i'm like i'm a reflector like absolutely not So I really wanted to make sure before i like started making tiktoks again because i knew i i had the urge But I was like, is this the best use of my limited energy? Is this like genuinely where I want to be? So let me just take this time and like think about it. I think it was an unintentional 28 day process. Um, And it didn't take me 28 days to really like sit through it. I think probably around 14 or 15 days, I was like, yeah, I want to be here. I, I feel good. I feel like I can really cultivate a better community and I don't feel disappointed (laughs) when I'm on Mm -hmm. TikTok and that um, Mm. each human design type has a signature and a not self theme. So your signature is like the emotion 
that your body is using to communicate that you're on the right path. For reflectors, it's delightful surprise. Oh. So the more that I feel like delightful surprise, the more that I know like I'm on the right path. But at the same time, if I feel more disappointment, then that's how I know that mm, something's off and I should probably slow down and like rethink what I'm doing. And in context, right? Or yeah, in context, like, Social media in general, I've been like, "Mm, where do I feel like more disappointment? Like Instagram right now, it's giving me so much disappointment because I'm so like, I feel unheard (laughs) on that platform. And it's just like really hard for me to feel like I can connect with the community and I can like be in my role as being a mirror and an oracle for people, right? And also reflecting the ideas and the wisdom that I have to share and like what I'm seeing. Instagram, I kind of feel like I'm yelling into the void Mm -hmm. (laughs) and tiktok it's been really nice because it's like even if it takes a minute for my videos to reach people i feel like it resonates in a deeper way like i'm actually having really interesting conversations with folks and like connecting with people on a bunch of different things some things that have nothing to do with human design or business like we just like like one person I connected with and we started DMing over just like how much we don't like being on camera <laughs> and the energy is just not there. And like we we're talking about Substack, I think, in the comments. And then that just translated into DM conversation. Nice. So, all that to say, like, it just feels a lot better. But I really mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Anna, because that TikTok, I think, really resonated with people. And just, yeah, thinking about like, do you want to do this out of a feeling of obligation mm-hmm. like you feel like you need to be on this platform especially as an entrepreneur or do you like genuinely want to be here because I think that energy translates no matter like how good your content is people can tell when you like aren't really in it mm-hmm. yeah I feel like so many of us downloaded TikTok to cope with the with quarantine and the mm-hmm. pandemic like a huge influx of people like obviously it was around before then but that was like really when it started to thrive and now two years later it's really like defined and shaped how we like conduct our lives Mm -hmm. and live our days and so taking some time to step back and be like how has my like daily routine been disrupted or defined by my interactions with tiktok has been really um kind of eye-opening and it didn't i didn't I, for a while, I was thinking, like, I should really take a break from this. This is such mm. a time suck. And then, finally, it got to the point where I just really didn't have a, a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, do I want to go back? <laughs> mm. um, or you can also, like, well, you know, wait or until I, you get prompted to go back. Yeah. Or, um, you know, or it could be a time where, like, seasonally, when mm-hmm. I'm not as busy with work, when it's not, you know, high wedding season... I can, it can come back into my life, but when I got to get stuff done on a deadline and when it feels like it's a distraction I have no control Mm -hmm. over is when it needs to. Yeah. I think that's the interesting thing about it. I don't know if there's been a social media that's been so addictive. Um, Like you see polls and people are like Instagram or TikTok and pretty much everybody that says Instagram is because TikTok is too addictive. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. wild. Well, I mean, it's literally like a slot machine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're it's like very good algorithm yeah. because I feel like the mm-hmm. I think Instagram is kind of like at this point, it's been uh, 
the Zuck doesn't care about it. Uh, I think it's like pretty obvious that like all of like the research and development is going into Web3. And like if you go on like my discover page on Instagram, it's like Kardashian photos, diet tips and how to get your man to love you. And I was like, you clearly have no idea what I give a shit about. Like this. Also, don't forget the ads after every single Instagram story. Mm -hmm. I feel like they don't bother me as much. I'm able to just like, but like, there's no, I can't get lost in a reel. You know what I mean? It's, I feel Mm -hmm. like all the reels that I get are very like, um, Christian girl autumn. Um, and I'm like, this is also like, reels don't know me. Reels think that I'm the one getting married. Like, right. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they're trying to marry everybody. And and I'm just like, I actually Mm -hmm. don't give a shit about any of this, but, um, you know, let me watch like a very slow motion pasta video, but like, that's what I would like from real, but I don't even get pasta videos. So, yeah. I get a lot of noodles. Good. I'm glad you. <laughs> I, do, I was gonna say noodles. I do enjoy the cooking videos. Yeah. But I feel like they're more satisfying on TikTok. Oh yeah. So like I have. Um, so like I the have art, one that I the, use like for my business, but then I have a Finsta one. Um, just because I'm like, I want to keep this algorithm separate. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh-huh. I really like the food channels. Mm. <laughs> like the high I speed, the like channels. making a making a meal from scratch. I'm like, this is satisfying. Yeah, I feel like, well, I feel like people are more inventive about how they structure and edit those videos on TikTok as well. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's a cool, I mean, as a video, you know, professional, um, I'm not really like making anybody's like TikTok videos, but it's, it's really cool to see what people are doing and how creative they're becoming and how it's, yeah, it's like all switching to video, um, whatever you know like at this point um which is so like can i can i just harp on that for a yeah minute? yes okay go, go I, off yeah like it, it's interesting to me that tiktok is a place that feels really comfortable because generally i don't enjoy making video like that's probably the least joyful <laughs> content type for me it's like a lot easier for me to speak um like on a podcast mm-hmm. or to write and just not be on camera um, but I just think it's so interesting too that while there's more push for video, like very obviously on like TikTok and YouTube mm-hmm. and all these platforms, there's also like I, I don't think the demand for like written content is like as little as people think. Like what I mean by that is I think that there's an assumption that everybody's just into video and I'm like, no, there's a whole like community of people that also feel underserved by this and I'm like how interesting would it be to also see like a rise back for like blogs, which we're kind of already seeing with like Substack, right? Mm-hmm. Like the next mm-hmm. evolution of blogging. I'm like, how yeah, interesting would it be to yeah. see that, right? Like as video like gets um, more popular, like so do like content types where you don't need to be on camera. And the first like places yeah. that are really able to capitalize that in a really interesting way um, are going to do really well. So I don't know. Yeah, we just, just actually like, started a, an email newsletter, like, you know, Oh yay! over, over a year into having the podcast, we were like, we should probably also have a second point of contact with the people who interact with us. Yeah. yeah and so. and there's so many different things that you can do with that too. Like it can be a community mm-hmm. platform. It could just be like a place to share stuff. Like it can be. It's also like, you, you know, want. these social media platforms could disappear tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind that's of how true. I, so as somebody that like works in video, it has a much higher rate of burnout um, than writing. Mm. 
because it's like it's mm-hmm. performative. Um, it has this acting quality to it, this personality quality, this like hair and makeup quality, this uh, do I have an aesthetic background yeah. quality, um, you know, and like you have to show up with like a pretty present energy. Um, so I don't if I had to guess, I don't I don't think we'll be in video for the next three to five years. I think we have like two and a half more years of it until people like they can't they like they like physically can't right you like because uh-huh. video is so intimate you're giving so much of yourself and it, you can yeah. only continue to give yourself that much until like what until you know so yeah. i really think i mean we've already seen like the rise and fall of youtube mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think in my opinion i really like yeah. email newsletters um i subscribe to yours blue um <laughs> yeah th- i think I they're they're fun to read. They honestly, yeah. I don't count them as like social I just media time. The days of like the days when I had like a blog aggregator and would just like scroll like daily scroll through all the blogs that I followed and their updates. And I'm like, I miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what like that's why Substack really scratches that itch for me. Like they yeah. do on their main page. Like you can just scroll through on like all the newsletters you're subscribed to and like read all the essays in one Ugh. place and it's really nice yeah and i it was just... so sad when they got rid of google read or like google reader oh yeah Ugh. yeah so i think connecting this back to human design as well like yes i think we'll see more of that like exploration like people as folks are discovering their design and like figuring out new ways to work with it i think it'll really impact how we look at content creation in general because that's really what we're talking mm-hmm. about, right? And, like, mm-hmm. I think we'll see more people diving into the content creation that best fits them, right? So, of course, this goes, like, beyond just, like, what your human design type mm-hmm. is. It really depends on the entirety of your chart. But I think that, like, for folks that are more higher, that are higher energy um, and that really resonate with video, like, they're going to do really, really well in that space. And, like, there'll be a clearing, I think, on these spaces. So instead of, like, social media platforms dictating and, like, forcing everybody to do video, it's like, if you're a writer, go write. And, like, here's the best best place for you Mm -hmm. to do that writing. If you're more of a video or um, a video person, yeah, like, go over here. If you're more into photos or, like, even community curation, too, I think is a really Mm. underutilized skill. And something that, like, is wide open. Yeah, because, like, I don't... You know, for me, like, I don't necessarily want to be scrolling through all the time looking for specific content. If somebody's offering that highly specific content already curated and ready to go in a space, like, that's super valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or bringing people together, you know? Mm-hmm. That's also super powerful. Yeah. Um, like, creating spaces. I want to touch on one more thing before we wrap. Um, Blue, can we talk about the shift, the human design shift that's supposed to be happening in 2026? Yeah, I don't know about this. I thought it was 2027. Is it? I don't know. I mean, I, I, and I'm like, we got a year. We got another year. I'm always (laughs) trying to rush. That's very, yeah, typical, (laughs) typical me. That's happening next year. I love to spread (laughs) this information. (laughs) You're not going to miss it, I promise. (laughs) We'll all be here. Yeah. So it's it's already starting to happen, which is so exciting. I also have another TikTok, if folks are interested in this, on um, how human design is the future, and we're already in it. 
uh, that I highly recommend checking out. But essentially, the shift that's happening in 2027, there's just like, again, we're already in it. And it's a major collective shift in how basically the world is functioning. It's not something to be like scared of. Like, you don't need to be like chicken little, the sky is falling. Um, it, it's fine. Um, but it's really just like an uprooting and a restructuring of how folks live on a day-to-day basis and also how like what we consider to be valuable and how we use our gifts and i say it's already happening because we're already seeing it right like global uprisings have been happening and have like gained momentum in the last few years um we're starting to see a lot of like niche responses to like global like things that are happening and even like something as small as like changing the ways that like we are creating content those are being impacted by larger social events right so in connection to human design like what we're also seeing is a shift from a more generator run society and one that like pushes everybody to conform into one way of expressing their energy and to conform into like this is how our days should be structured instead we're going to see like a lot more individualism Um, And this dives into another aspect of human design that I'm just like diving into, which are which is circuitry. Right. So there's three different types of circuitry. There's individual, tribal and community. And some folks have theorized that we're actually going to start seeing folks move from like a collective community space into a society that's more like individualistic. And that can be, like, good or bad, right? Because individualistic can mean, like, yes, people are more interested in, like, how does this serve me? Mm -hmm. But this can also look like how, you know, how can we use our individual strengths to come together and form a new definition of the collective? Or even, like, looking at... Yeah, I feel like we're already so individualistic. Our culture's, like... Yeah. ...driven by individualism. Yeah, and I, I would be really curious to see, like, just, I don't know, I feel like... At my, at my core, <laughs> I'm more of an optimist. So I'm like, right. I think that there are going to be people that use this for good, whichever way that we collectively shift. Um, and then also, too, in the ways that we look at work, we're going to be moving into more of a projector-led society. So what does it mean to go from, like, a space where we're assuming people have tons and tons of energy into one that's like, okay, let's, like, invite in more spaciousness so that folks are able to do like really impactful work and shorter, more effective sprints. And like, how is that going to serve everybody? I think that's going to be really fascinating too. And then also Ra, the creator of human design, the guy that like channeled it, he, he also predicted that there's going to be a new energy type emerging um, in the years following 2027. I I don't know about that, but. (laughs) Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah. And I'm like, is this going to be the new, like, 13th Zodiac sign? I mean, it might be. <laughs> it might be. It might be. I, oh, I just think, yeah, but from, like, what I, like, lay stock in and, like, what, in my interpretation of it, right? Because it's all, like, it can be valid if you want it to be. Um, I'm most excited to see a collective shift into a more projector-led society and, like, a space where, like, folks can lean into their individual um like strengths and like how we can use that to create our own new communities and more like I think niche communities that serve like smaller collectives rather than everybody at large um I'm really excited for that 
so. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's already happening. So it's not like, not something to be scared of. Don't like, you don't need to fear monger or anything like that. But like, it's just Anna's just waiting for her time to rule. Yeah. (laughs) Anna's cult. Finally. (laughs) Don't you just not want to (laughs) work? I mean, I'm also here for that. Like a nap. Uh, no decisions. No cult. decisions. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. So, Blue, where can uh, folks find you? And then what do you have going on? How can they connect with you? What do you have? Yeah. So, social media-wise, I right now, at the time of recording, I'm hanging out mostly on TikTok. So, you can find me there. Um, Blue Cameron. It's super easy to find me. And I also have a free gift I'd like to share with folks if you've made it this far as well. Um, So I have a free training actually that walks you kind of through how to use human design, astrology and embodiment together to uncover your personal blueprint. So yeah, if folks are interested in that, they can use the link in the description. I'll, you know, perfect and yeah, sign up so, for yeah. that it's a free training we'll like, and there's also another bonus gift if you watch that as well that's so, so cool yeah wow what a, yeah truly a gift cool well you can find me at swamp witch with four eyes on instagram if you want you know cool pictures of my nails and to see what i'm going to be for halloween um and you can find me at candles unincorporated and my house events for business things um you should follow, check out the podcast, check out the podcast at entrepreneurs.com or entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram to sign up for our newsletter, as we mentioned. Um, and we are also going to be dropping um, info on our uh, first round of coaching sessions that are going to be coming up uh, very soon. Anna, where do people find you? Uh, mainly on TikTok, but uh, you know what? Honestly, Instagram has really been liking the reels that I put on. Like, I'll put like maybe like once a month or something, like a TikTok, and then TikTok, like Instagram carries it away. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Uh, the fake dot guru on Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah, mess around with where those dots are because they're in a different place on every platform. Thanks, Kayleen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, everyone. Excellent. Thank you so much, Blue. And everybody, please have a gay day. Have a gay day.